using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. But before I go first with today's topic, I just want to say thank you for supporting this show. We are six weeks in now and I sort of just launched 10 things to tell you without any warning or fanfare. And I am so, so happy to see that the nudge towards having better conversations seems to be resonating with you. I also want to remind you that if you subscribe to the podcast, just hit that little subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. That will ensure that you never miss an episode. And it also tells iTunes that you like the show. And if you like the show, it would be enormously helpful to us if you would take a minute to rate the show in iTunes and more importantly, share it with your friends. If you post about 10 things to tell you on social media, answering the prompts, or just telling people about us, please make sure that you tag the show. We are 10 things to tell you at both Instagram and on Facebook. Okay, now to today's topic. Here's a question. What are you assuming about others that may not be true? This thought came to the top of my brain when two very specific things happened on social media last fall, actually on the same day. It was in early November. I was hosting my annual one day HH challenge on Instagram. This is something that I have led for years and years now. It's basically a day in the life exercise where thousands of people, literally thousands of people by this point, they document just one day hour by hour, showing what life looks like for them, for us, right now. It's really fun. It's very interesting. And I learn something new every single year. So it always turns out to be more than just oversharing the details of our day. There's always a lesson built in that I don't plan on. This year, two things happened that gave me pause. The first was that I mentioned, maybe I even shared a picture of me getting my hair blown out the day before. I think I made a joke about how I was pre-gaming for one day HH because it's a day where, of course, like I take a bunch of pictures of myself and I was also going to be in Instagram stories all day commenting and documenting. So I wanted to have my hair done. Now, is this cheating a little tiny bit on the premise of one day HH because it's supposed to be about what a normal day looks like. And I obviously do not get my hair blown out every single day, but come on now, I do get my hair blown out fairly often, at least like once or twice a month. So it wasn't an untrue representation. Also, I knew I was gonna be in a lot of pictures and I wanted my hair to look good. Also, I wasn't hiding it. I put the blowout on social media, but I got a lot of feedback. People saying some variation of, well, I just assumed your hair always looks like that, or that you curl your hair every day, or I think this one was more common, it never would have occurred to me to get my hair done before being in photos all day. Now, I don't know if they meant that they're just naturally good at doing their own hair, so they wouldn't have thought twice about 
my hair being done or because doing their hair fancy for an Instagram challenge is just absolutely too extra for them or if they do not have the luxury of living one mile from a dry bar like I do. It doesn't matter, honestly. The response to me getting my hair done was enough for me to notice. Like, oh, wow, people have made all kinds of assumptions about the way I look today. Not to say that a million people were paying attention to my hair. Just roll with me on this half literal, half metaphorical story that I'm telling. Because the other thing that happened on the same day, strangely, maybe just because more people were watching my stories and stuff than usual because of the one day HH challenge, but I did a reading on video in Instagram stories from whatever book I was reading at the time. This is something I do fairly often because I usually read inspiring stuff in the mornings and I like to share it on Instagram. So I read aloud with the camera pointed at the page so you can follow along even if your sound is off. I am a person who writes in books. I underline, I highlight, I make little stars by passages that move me. And the paragraph I was reading from on this day, I had underlined the sentences that I loved and then I was reading them aloud. Now, almost immediately, I started getting DMs asking me how I made such straight lines. Was I just incredibly gifted with my line drawing? Did I use a special pen? Did I make that line? Was that line printed in the book? What is happening with my very straight underlining? You guys, I used a ruler. I have a ruler. It's like a bookmark thing. I use the bookmark ruler to make my straight lines. I'm not gifted at lines. Furthermore, I had never once thought about the idea of using that ruler. I had definitely never given two seconds to thinking about how that straight line might have been perceived, shall we say, by others viewing it. The straight ruler line was not something I thought about, not something I knew others would think about. I certainly did not know it was something anyone would make an assumption about one way or another, about my line drawing skill set, about my values in writing in books, anything like that. Now, on most days, people would not message me about my straight lines or about my hair. Not that they wouldn't make the same assumptions. It's just that I normally wouldn't have access to people's questions or thoughts about it. I think because it was this challenge I was hosting, One Day HH, I was really encouraging people to interact. So I did get some direct insight into the idea that people were just assuming perfection around things I had nothing to do with. I had hired out my hair and the ruler made the straight line. The thought that I had polished looking hair and made beautifully straight lines may have come from the way that I was presenting it. Inadvertently, I was sending a message that this is how this thing always looks, but it wasn't factually true. I don't know why, but our brains seem to jump to the conclusion that people are superhuman, that they are keeping all juggled balls in the air and curling their hair. Instead of naturally assuming any other option, like they had help in some way, or that they sacrificed something for the outcome, something that you can't see. Let's break this down because this really isn't about my hair or about my straight lines, obviously. We all make assumptions about things all the time. 
Social media has made this tendency infinitely worse because everyone is only showing a tiny sliver of reality online, and that is usually a highlight reel. So it's easy, it's natural even, to assume that people always look perfectly made up for the day, or that they always eat healthy, or that their children are always cute and smiling and well-behaved. I mean, the list goes on and on and on about the assumptions that we make based on what people are putting out there. Sometimes these are valid, sometimes they are not. Sometimes these are serious things, sometimes they are not. We're going to come to obvious conclusions about people, especially if they're constantly serving up one message, that their life is amazing or that their life is horrible. I mean, at a certain point, we have no choice but to believe them. So what I want to talk about today is more subtle and has more to do with comparison, which is so rampant online, almost to be a whole topic in itself. I really kind of want to remove the online portion, at least partially, because with strangers, there's no way we can know what people's actual real life or hair or lines actually look like. Instead, Let's talk about what we assume about others in real life. I'm going to share some assumptions I have. I want you to share some assumptions that you have. The reason we're doing this, the reason that we are saying these things out loud is because our assumptions about others in relation to ourselves always says something more about us than it does about them. And I think it can shed light on insecurities or growth points. It's just an awareness especially if you can see that your assumptions aren't always true, that everyone else is not just killing it at life, you are the sole person flailing. If we can stop assuming that everyone else is doing better than we are, I think we'll have more compassionate, less defensive, less defeated feelings as we fall into bed at night. So I'm going to start. Currently, I am assuming that everyone else is feeding their family better than I am. I actually kind of hate to start with this one because it's so true, meaning I actually assume that this is true, even as I say it out loud. We are in a season of not eating great family meals. My kids were younger. I hated going to restaurants with them, so I was cooking a lot, and I kind of grew to like it or at least not mind it. Last year, when my husband was away for months shooting a movie, I got into some terrible dinner habits. We hit a lot of drive-thrus. I would like warm up canned soup or have like mac and cheese out of the box as like the sole thing I fed them. I would eat leftovers. We would scrounge, whatever. I kept telling myself that this was just a season. We're extra busy. Survival mode necessitates French fries. All of those can be true. I will never be the person who cooks a fresh meal seven nights a week, but I have to admit now that we have gone past the time frame and the situation to just call this a season. This has sort of become a reality, and when I have what I believe to be a fairly accurate assumption that my mom friends, the ones I know have sort of similar circumstances to us, they're just as busy, I assume that they are feeding their kids more vegetables than I am. And that assumption fills me with all kinds of mom shame. I do not endorse mom shame. I am against mom shame. I will preach at you 
all day long if you bring me your particular mom shame. But this is mine based in the assumption that other moms know how to manage their time or energy or recipes better than I do. I would be thrilled to learn that I'm not the only person who cannot seem to make healthy dinner work on a regular basis. Okay, next. I assume that people are weird about money. As I was journaling out this topic while I was prepping for this episode, this one bubbled to the surface. I read Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Badass with Money, last year. I realized while I was reading it, it made me realize how many tangled up, knotted thoughts I had about money that I didn't even realize were there or that I didn't realize were unusual ideas to hold. Again, this topic could be a whole episode in itself, but for now, talking about assumptions, I guess I assumed that we all have weird feelings about money. I think I thought it was a moral thing, almost. Making it, spending it, saving it, splitting costs, charging people, paying people. There are so many emotions around all the angles of money. When I see someone freely using it, recklessly, generously, doesn't matter. When I observe someone without energy around money, with just freedom in it, I'm utterly baffled. And I'm also kind of jealous The money thing, I know I'm not alone in this one. A few months ago, I asked on social media what people wished their friends talked about more. I was trying to get ideas about the kinds of conversations people wanted to be having. And the number one thing that came up was money. A lot of us are making assumptions about other people's money, their choices about money, their feelings about money. I'm just going to guess that we're not always right in what we assume about other people's bank accounts. It seems like for the most part, we are often assuming that other people are not struggling with something that we are struggling with. So whether that's keeping a clean house or their marriage or maintaining weight, whatever it is, if we're having an internal fight with ourselves over it and we see other people breezing through it, We assume it's easy for them when actually it might be something they work really hard at and they just make it look easy or something they don't value so they haven't given it two thoughts. Meanwhile, it is something we value or think we should value. So we're in the corner stressing out. In general, the first way that I thought about this topic was to think that other people are better at everything than I am. I am assuming they are not struggling in whatever area I am struggling. But let's flip it for a second. What about the times when we assume people are struggling when maybe they're not? We witness one out of control night and we assume that this person has a drinking problem. We hear someone's marriage is on the rocks and we assume that they're devastated. Maybe this assumption makes us act weird or awkward when we're in person. It's just as easy to assume that a certain person has it way more together than you do as it is to assume that a certain person is falling apart because that's just what we assume in their circumstance. 
And neither of those things may be true. When I first moved to Los Angeles, I was really conservative in my thinking in all things, politically, religiously, in my actions, in my clothes. I was just super conservative. And guess what? LA is not a very conservative place. So I was at many, many tables where people made offhand comments, assuming that everyone there was of the same beliefs. I remember being so incensed by people making derogatory statements about beliefs that I held dear, statements they would not have made if they'd known my background. Sometimes I would hold my tongue. Sometimes I would challenge the assumption that everyone at the table voted or prayed the same way. There was mixed results on this from their end and on mine, but what I did learn the most during all those years was not to assume that everyone at the table feels the same way, unless you know that everyone at the table feels the same way. The only way you can get past assumptions and get to the knowing is to ask, is to have honest conversation, is to say, do you feel like, or how often do you... I'm on a text thread with a bunch of mom friends, and some of my favorite conversations that we have are when someone just tosses out a thing, like, what time do your kids go to bed? And then we all answer. What's your screen time policy? And then we all answer. Our answers are all over the place. We know each other well enough to know that each family is pretty different, so there's no judgment, just curiosity. It's nice to get a feel for what other people are doing, much better than just assuming that they're doing the exact same thing as you are or something radically different than you are. One day, because I actually had a time-sensitive question that needed an answer, I quickly tossed out a money question to this group of friends. Not like people's salaries, but kind of like, how much did you pay for this? And then people started replying with their answers, and they were not all the same. But in the conversation that followed, there was tangible relief that we had talked about this. Hear me that I am not trying to get you to talk about money or other tricky, complicated things. Please do not ask someone something personal unless you are in a trust tree. What I do want us to think about is that our assumptions are not always correct. And the more damaging ones, the ones where we're assuming everyone else is doing everything better than we are, They can really affect our self-esteem. So what I want you to do, if you take this prompt to your journal, is to really picture someone specific in your mind, or maybe more than one person, and ask yourself what you're assuming about them, and ask yourself if that assumption possibly isn't true. Here are some examples. I assume Sharon Smith's house always looks as perfect as it does when she has people over. I assume my friend Lisa's face is wrinkle-free because she just takes such good care of her skin. I assume Bob loves his job because he makes a buttload of money and who wouldn't love that? Now think to yourself. It is possible Sharon's house looks perfect all the time because she has a daily housekeeper or because she copes with her crippling anxiety by cleaning. It is possible that Lisa spends a ton of time and effort and money on making her face look 10 years younger. 
it is not just her natural avoidance of the sun. It is possible that Bob is miserable at the job that pays the big bucks, but he cannot quit. He's too far in. No one here is going to quit making certain assumptions. It is just the way we're wired. But as we're thinking about it and talking with our friends about it, I just want to open the door to our assumptions, that our assumptions about others may be harming us or harming our relationship with them. It's just a thought. Maybe a person doesn't craft a perfectly straight line. Maybe she has a ruler. Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.